0: Everyday consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy, and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fatter Future Podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only really want to bring in world-class experts on a show, I want to truly get a first hand experience what it's like to say go on ketamine and trip for my depression go on a three day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey once i try these things i bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question Is it a fad or is it the future? Because after all, we don't want to be fatties. What's going on? It's Joey Thurman. Here's another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. And I don't know where you've been. If you've heard of obstacle course racing, the man to my right, Joe Desena, CEO, founder of Spartan. Thanks for coming on.
1: Don't, don't be a fatty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just gave him a don't be a fatty hoodie, F-A-D-D-Y, so I don't uh, offend anybody. Uh, you've been around for quite some time. Spartan is huge. I mean, and when you think of obstacle course racing, I mean, that, that's the first name that comes to mind. I mean, What's your story, man? How, why did you start this? Um, you know, you know when, let's go way back. Yeah. So,
1: so I grew up in Queens. Uh, if anybody saw the movie Goodfellas, I grew up in ground zero for Goodfellas, so oh, wow. uh, all around us were uh, the mob bosses and um, crazy people and crazy shit. And um, But you don't know it's crazy because you're growing up in it and it's right. just normal. And, um, and and tape's playing in my head as I'm talking, and so I'm, I'm visualizing literally the neighborhood. And um, my mom... Somehow stumbles into a health food store in like 1972, 73, and there's incense burning, and there's like one health food store in all of like the whole East Coast at that point in time. Uh There was no Whole Foods or yoga journals or anything. And there happened to be like an an old yogi that was in there that had just landed at Kennedy Airport and came into the health food store. Uh Uh-huh. They probably recruited him you know it'd be like it'd be like you going to a gym right? The, the famous coming <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah gym, right the, just sitting in the corner there's some yogi the uh-huh. he's cross-legged chanting and she buys into it hook line and singer yeah. she literally trades in cannoli sausage and pepper heroes and the, the, the lifestyle we were all accustomed to For um, this new age, new thing, all in like a two-hour period. And that was 1972? 72, 73. Wow. So that was bumpy, right? Because if you're me or you're my sister or any of my friends, um, there's monks in the living room chanting now. (laughs) We went from like organized crime, captains, bosses, Cadillacs, you know, suits, Uh rolls of money, talking about pizza, cement, uh, to this crazy stuff. And, um, yeah, this picture of the gurus on the wall with afros and India and robes, and, like, I, you, wow. you feel... It sounds silly saying it today, and I don't mean to upset anybody, but, like, it was... You felt, like, embarrassed, yeah, right, as a kid. Like, right. I can't bring my friends over for right. this, this craziness. Yeah. And, um, and she eventually moves to Ithaca... New York. She takes my sister and I because they were Ithaca was supposed to be a little more open minded. Lots of hippies up there at okay. Cornell University, yeah. Ithaca University professors, and so we moved to Ithaca. But I want to get back to the neighborhood. I don't want any part of this craziness, <laughs> yoga, shit. You, know? you, you you were you were not the yogi at the time. I did not want anything to do with it. And and in that journey, between the change and the move. Uh, there was a race being put on by one of her gurus in Queens. Mm-hmm. It still exists today. It's called the Transcendence Run. Okay. Many people don't. Nobody really knows about it. Uh, it's thirty-one hundred miles. It's a it's a one mile loop. You go around sixty days in a row, um, and you just prove uh, to yourself wow. that it, you know human human beings capable of anything. And uh, as my sister and I see this thing, and you know I don't even know at the time, but it makes an impression. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward, I'm fighting to get away from the incense. I want to get back to the neighborhood. I start a business. I'm friends with all the bosses. I'm eating meatballs again. Everything's back on track. And um, I make my way to Wall Street, uh, which is another whole story. But, mm-hmm. I, but I somehow land on Wall Street. I end up building a bu- business on Wall Street, and I, um, I start to become a fatty, <laughs> right? I'm, yeah. I, I quickly determine... That doing and, and by the way, any salespeople out there listening, anybody that wants to be successful in business, listen to this. It's it's, it's critical. I quickly determine, and you should know this if you're listening, that by doing more dinners and m- spending more time with my clients, I do more business. It's pretty fucking logical, wow. right? Put yourself in front of more people, more business. Put yourself in front of more people, wow. do more business. Yeah. That's simple. And if you're not with them, well, somebody else is, right? right? And so. Well, shit! I'll just do three dinners a night, right? I'll have them clean the table. Mm-hmm. The, the the guy or the girl leaves that that we're, I'm trying to do business with, yeah. and somebody else comes in. You stay at the same table. Same table. Yeah. Why would you get up? Yeah. Efficiency. Do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> okay. And so, if everybody else could do, you know, three dinners a week because they they want to get home to their family and they're lazy, I'll do, you know, fifteen a week, right? And you're eating every and time. I'm eating. So. That's impressive. because you got to eat. Yeah. Right. And I'm, but I'm, I've always worked out a little bit here and there and I'm you know but but traditional workouts i'm not I'm still not buying into my, my mother's craziness so so I'm getting I'm getting richer and I'm getting heavier and um the elevator is broken in our building one day and so I'm taking the stairs because I'm, I'm I love like I, I go through through walls over walls under walls right, right. that's my whole thing what floor are you on 22nd. Okay. right? <laughs> okay. So I'm on my way up the stairs, and I, there's a guy who looks like you, right? But he's bald, shaved his head, and he's ripped. Cover, legitimately covering men's health yeah. dude, and he's carrying two dumbbells, and I'm intrigued, right? And he's sweating, and so now we're going up the stairs together, and I'm talking to him, being efficient. And um, he tells me this is how he trains, and I'm like, this, this is great. Meet me in the stairs in the morning. And so I start training with him yeah. in the stairs. We start working. He was a trainer. He was a, he was a coach. Okay, but I was I was just I, I didn't even know I didn't even, I should have known. It sounds silly, right? This is probably nineteen ninety six, right? You shouldn't ninety five ninety six. You should know that there's co- but at that time, personal training wasn't a, yeah. wasn't a big thing. Yeah, it was in
0: infancy back then. In,
1: yeah. Infancy, but but anyway, here's a guy and he's training. I'm in, I'm so I'm meeting him in the stairs and we're working out. And he starts talking to me about these things called adventure races. And, but I'm busy making money. I'm busy doing dinners, whatever. I never heard of an adventure race. And so he convinces me to go do one down in Texas. It's probably 95, 96, 1996. And uh, I go down, and it's one hour of kayaking, one hour of biking, and one hour of running. Wow. And I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. I feel like I'm back in the neighborhood. Because like, in the neighborhood, I was physically working. I was feeling good. I was sweating. I was outside. And, um, and now I was inside. I was in front of a computer every day. We, yeah, we were making money. The stress was tremendous. There was no outlet for that stress. And I fell in love with it. And I, I finished that race. And I, I did terribly, by the way. I didn't, I didn't compete very well. But I, but I felt good. Yeah, you finished, though. I finished, of course. Yeah. no, At all costs, right, I finished, right. Right? <laughs> right? And so I, I said, what's harder than this? And he said, "Well, there's a, there's a 24 hour oh, man. race, so I was like, sign me up. I got I got because I, I got to know. Can I handle? I got to do this. Right. Well, you got to be trained. You got to have a proper team. Sign me the fuck up. I got to do this 24 hour thing. And so I, I round up a team. I cobbled together two friends, and um, we head out to Malibu, and we do this 24 hour thing. And it was it was." even more epic it, on, you know, it was 24 X, right? Like uh-huh. whatever, seven X, what, what, what I experienced in Texas. So I finished that. Um, we get a DNF because my teammate decides to quit uh, 18 hours into it. We, m- me and the other guy did not stop. Yeah. I had not ant- failure on my part. I had not anticipated that one of us might tap out. Didn't even think about yeah, that. Why would that cross that, your mind? No way that was gonna yeah. happen. That was not an option. That was we, your boy. right? We, you three were friends, and
0: yeah. yeah, like
1: we might screw up. We might have a a, a technical failure. I didn't even think it was not even something on my mind. So, um, and we were in the middle of a bike, and he just literally fell over. <laughs> that was that was it. But anyway, okay. I, I finished, and I saw that that same friend, and I said, "What what? I, what's the next level? I got to do something." I, I hadn't even placed in either of those, yeah. but I just had to do right. something. Well, I mean, if you really want to do something hard, the Iditarod uh, in Alaska, you could do by foot. So I don't even know. I've never been to Alaska. I don't know what the Iditarod is. Sign me up. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh-huh. but it's good for me because the less I know, the better. That's just the way mm-hmm. I am. I I'm not one of these people. I don't want to know what the course looks like. I don't want to know any information about it. Right. Tell me what I need, and and I'll just be there at the start line. Because, why would I want to think about it? Yeah. I don't want to, why, why would I pressure myself and be annoyed? And I don't want to know anything. Um, tell me what I need. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, my friend who is going to do this I did a rod thing with me says, Look, we should do a tune up a month before. I found this event in northern Quebec, right? And I don't know, i never been to Canada. Um, and we'll just go out there. It'll be easy. But it'll, it'll show us, you know, what we're, we're, we're in store for in Alaska. So we get to uh, Quebec, and it's like 30 below zero. And um, we're in Charlevoix, that was beautiful. And we embark on like six days straight in the wilderness up there. Wow. And it was crazy. I mean, crazy. There was one point. There's one point, I don't know if it's in Spartan Fit or Spartan Up, um, where we get to the top of a mountain. We had been hiking all night. I had been hallucinating the entire way up this mountain. I, the trees that you're passing are covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And every tree, I would see like somebody from my family. And then I started smelling McDonald's and I was, oh, there must be a McDonald's.
0: Were, were they the tree or were they were kind of standing next to the tree?
1: No, no it was just heads. Of like, it was just <laughs> okay. av- but but not an hallucination where you're like, oh, I'm hallucinating. Right. Hallucination like, what the fuck are they doing out here? <laughs> right? And why is there a McDonald's? And there's
0: that <laughs> yogi dude just, just sitting yeah. over there.
1: Okay. And, this, and So anyway, we finally get to the top of the mountain and we're going to repel off this cliff mm-hmm. I don't know I'm a couple of thousand feet right and we were second place at this point behind the first place team which is unbelievable in and of yeah. itself and the first place team who had done hundreds of these races was very proficient at all that stuff is stranded halfway down the mountain on the side of a cliff okay the rope because I have no experience at this point repelling certainly not repelling, you know, thousands of feet, the rope is only so long, so it gets anchored back into the mountain. Uh-huh. And when you get down to that anchor point, you detach and hook on to the rope next to it. Although the rope wasn't attached. So for somebody like me, had 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 I been the first one down that rope, I would have just went right off the end. Right? I would have been dead. But 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 the folks that went down first were experienced enough that they felt the looseness okay. and they, and they stopped and they were stuck there. And so they held us now at the top of the mountain after my whole hallucinating trip up to the top and said, Hey, you guys are going to have to hang out, explain the situation. Uh, we're working on it. Right. And so that now I'm making it up. Now it's like one in the morning. Okay. It's cold. It's, it's windy. It's 30 below Fahrenheit. It's cold, right? We don't have anything. We don't have, like, so we're trying to start a fire on top of the mountain to try to stay warm, and um, one of my gloves catch on fire.
0: <laughs> That's probably but not what you're going for. You, you don't
1: have extra equipment in an, a, an event like this. Anyway, I got a half-melted glove, sun is rising, and we decide, you know what? We're not going to wait any longer. This is ridiculous. We've been up here six hours at this point. Um Rather than go down the route we came up, it looks like there might be a shortcut right over there. And so we, we head off the side of the mountain. And we start sliding in snowshoes down this mountain. That's you know, probably a 60-degree pitch. Yeah. And we're sliding and sliding, getting over trees and under trees. And um, it gets really gnarly and really hairy. And I fall. The snow collapses like into a crevasse. And I grab on, to, a, and I'm hanging from a branch. And my buddy, my teammate has to come over, give me a snowshoe to climb out. I climb out, and now we become a little more particular about moving so fast. Right. And we're more, a little more delicate, and we're working our way down. And this goes on till about 1 in the afternoon. So you're talking about probably 6 hours, okay, down this shortcut, okay? We get down to the bottom. And it's going to be very hard for a viewer or a listener um, to understand this. But in vision, you get bow- down to the bottom of this mountain, and then we turn and look over our shoulder, and what we see turns me pale, which is to the right and to the left is all rock faces. But but the area we came down, which was like 30 yards wide yeah. of snow, but but... It's a little too far to the right, you're gone. <laughs> a little too far to the left, you're, but somehow... And you guys had no idea. Somehow we had no idea wow. that we were in that little little space uh-huh. the whole way down. And, and, um, and so ultimately, we get to the finish line of this thing a couple of days later, and uh, that was supposed to be the layup, warm-up for, for the Iditarod in Alaska. But that that just started, that started my whole journey. It started me uh, revisiting my mother's... Uh, pitch to do yoga and meditate and eat uh, a vegan lifestyle. Um, it cost me millions and millions of dollars on Wall Street because the dinners slowed down. I probably paid less attention than I should have to our employees. Right. Um, but I just had, I ran around the world and just had an absolute blast doing races, which ultimately led to uh, putting on a, a, our first event in 2000.
0: Wow. So. I mean, what was the catalyst? So, I mean, you did that race in Canada; you almost died. Uh, so, I mean, all, everybody that's run a Spartan, so thank you for not dying. That, that's that's a good thing. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> uh, what was the catalyst? Like, I, I need to stop the corporate grind and and start this competition. Was it was it for yourself? Was it for everybody else? You wanted them to experience what you experienced.
1: I didn't want to give up making money um but I really loved participating doing it myself it didn't start as a business it started just selfishly I just I just felt alive yeah. like any anytime I can get to a place where I wanted water food and shelter it um, was a good place to be right um, I love this saying a lion is most handsome when it's hungry right and so like I just I just wanted to be hungry yeah. I just liked it and and um but then on one of these long crazy races, I think I was in a kayak for I don't know call it 24 hours in a kayak right or canoe I was in a canoe and um, I said I want to put on a race I I actually remember the moment. I want to put on an event I think I could do I because I'm an entrepreneur at heart and here I was enjoying this I I want to put on a race right and so um so I think that's where the germ the germination started in my Mm -hmm. brain and then I came back to the office I'm I'm remembering as I described this um, the moments And I I pulled together a little team that um, was in the office working on finance stuff. And I said, hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to call it Peak. I bought the URL peak.com for a million dollars. Don't – most idiotic thing (laughs) I did. But it worked out later, which is another fun story. Mm -hmm. But so I bought peak.com. We're going to call it Peak. It was going to be like way before social networks. I mean, this was 2000. Yeah. we were going to pull together, maybe there were 50,000 people around the world that were crazy enough to do races like this. But they would be the ones that would inspire the kind of shoes you bought, the kind of clothing you wore. Right. And, um, and that was really the beginning of it. And, and it failed miserably.
0: <laughs> so it failed miserably. Then when did Spartan itself as, as a brand take over? I mean, you, you spent a million bucks on Peak. Uh, and then from there, when, when did Spartan itself start?
1: So from 2000 to 2010, uh, under the name Peak, and mostly up in Vermont, although it started in the British Virgin Islands, but mostly up in Vermont, I put on these races, uh, the Death Race, uh, Snowshoe Race, a 500-mile ultra run, um, a crazy mountain bike race, and uh, never got the big numbers. Yeah. Got 100 people, 200 people, 300 people. Race, we still put them on in vermont they're like the founders events i I, run on our farm uh they're badass events i never really more i still haven't market them because i've been so busy with spartan but this year we're gonna we're gonna um elevate them a little bit because i think it'll be fun for the spartan uh the world of you know spartan community to some people might want to come back to the farm back to ground zero and come try you know one of the events that started all this and um and so for ten years, I did that, put on these crazy races, lost money every year, and it was fine up until you know 2007 because I was still making lots of money. I still had I still had my leg in Wall Street, and I could burn uh, that kind of money each year. It was it was a little irresponsible, but I was fine. I had money coming in, yeah. and then the financial crisis hit, and 20, 2009. I was like, this is really stupid. I just lost so much money in the markets. Uh, I can't keep burning money on this Mm -hmm. stupid hobby. It's ridiculous. Can't get people to do this anyway. I got to lie to them and tell them they're coming to the farm for a barbecue and then trick them into running an ultra. (laughs) And so um,
0: that's a nice surprise.
1: Yeah. And so against my better judgment in 2010, at the time where I was pulling the plug on everything, I said, you know what? Maybe we'll change the format. I had some people whispering in my ear that maybe you need a military kind of format. Mm-hmm. You need barbed wire. And I thought it was ridiculous. It didn't really fit uh, any of the disciplines I just described to you that I, I was used to. I was biking. I was kayaking. I wasn't crawling under barbed wire. it was stupid. Um, but uh, against my better judgment, I said I'll invest 50 grand. It's all I'm going to invest. And, uh, and we'll give it a shot. And fifty grand turned into like I don't know eight million dollars or some crazy number, but in 2010 we changed the name from Peak, we called it Spartan. My mm-hmm. like fifty grand just turned into a you know a lot of money, and um, and then in 2012 it started to take a turn for the better. 2012 it started to hockey stick. Yeah. Um, but that was you know that was a time where where uh, people are coming back from war, a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. CrossFit has taken off. Facebook has taken off. Yeah, so it was it was a confluence of a lot of things. At one, I've got the greatest name in the world, Spartan. I mean, I, I,
0: yeah, you know, my, my my wife's Greek and Spartan. It, it definitely um, you hear it and you think warrior. I'm not quite yeah. sure any other word came. And besides, I mean, just to, the obvious it. like warrior. But you think Spartan, you think somebody's going to kick the shit out of you, and they're yeah. going to go into battle. Uh, so kudos to you on the name there. How much, is, you, how much did you pay for a Spartan website? Ten grand. <laughs> 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 that's a bargain. Yeah, so I I ran one of these, uh, and, you know, and that, that's the thing. I I, I wanted to, and, and with this podcast, I, you know, I, I try everything out ahead of time. And I was like, man, I I'm, I'm 36 years old. I've got some back problems. I get my ass kicked playing hockey, but hey, let me sign up for this Spartan. Uh, and I ran the elite in it L.A. Castiac Mountain or something. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 of course, it was fucking raining the whole time in California. And it was up a mountain. And I was kind of like you. I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that I needed to practice burpees a bunch uh, and just run. So I started running, and I live in Chicago. So I ran 2.5 miles to work and back Pretty much three to five days a week, right. and so I'm like, okay, I need to work on my endurance because I'm I, I lift weight, pick up weight, put down weight. That, that's right. what I do. So yeah. that's how I trained for it. And then when it's cold or you know, it was during holiday break, I would just run in the suburbs and, and go through trails. Like I didn't have buckets to grab. I couldn't do this shit. Like what right. am I going to do in Chicago and a lot of lot of foo foo around there? So I couldn't do anything with that. But you know when I sign up. For the race, and I get there, my business partner Lauren, Lauren comes out with me, and like you got to jump over like a seven foot wall before you start, right? And so it's like okay, we're like, what the hell's happening? We're gonna jump over this wall before the start line, and everybody's kind of lining up, and and you just you just there's a hundred ten guys I think that signed up for the elite race, and I'm in there, I'm like, I don't want to start right at the beginning because I don't want I want to gas out, but little did I know, the first quarter mile, you go in like waist deep balls freezing cold water and I I, I jump in this and there's like 50 people in front of me and and you can't swim through it you're just kind of trekking through it and and then of course you know like I said it's raining and then you get off and there's like just a single lane of mud so I couldn't pass these guys so they're all like a quarter mile ahead of me Uh, I ended up missing five obstacles. I couldn't grab them because my hands... Sl- you can't prepare for that shit. You, you, so I did 150 burpees and one, uh, that like zigzag wall that yeah. I did, I got all the way to the end and my foot slipped because it's full of mud and I touched the ground and a judge didn't see me and I'm like... Am I gonna be that asshole or not? And I'm like, hey, my foot touched. And he's like, you got to do the burpees. And I, I know for a fact there were some people that obviously, you know, went yeah. past that.
1: No, but you need but to know. the burpees yeah, now. Yeah.
0: I, I couldn't do it. You know, right. I, I could not. Uh, you wouldn't I didn't have felt good. I wouldn't have felt good about right. it. You know, and I started doing burpees. And I started, you know, before some people. And they came in. They got, they got done. I'm, I'm going at a faster rate. I'm like, okay, these assholes. are like, you've got judges. We got 20 people doing burpees. You can't. They can't be sure. counting every single one of them. But I remember getting and passing people and passing people, and there were some women that passed me, and they started started like 15 minutes afterwards. And I'm running up up this part uh, of the mountain, and some chick's just like, "Hey, how you doing?" And she's just nonchalantly talking to me. I'm like, "This fucking badass chick next to me." I'm like, how many have you done? This is my 11th, and she's like, "Well, this is the hardest one, I think." I was like, "Oh, great." And she's just having a conversation with me. She probably beat me by 20 minutes. And I get to the finish line, and there's just like this overwhelming sense of accomplishment and camaraderie, like yeah. and and everybody coming across the lines, high and you. It doesn't matter if they finish 15 minutes behind you or 10 minutes ahead. Yeah. Uh, it was just 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 nice sense of completing something. And I, you know, yeah. I, I got on the phone, I'm Facetime with my wife, and she's like, "You need to do more of these. This is great." You know, and as I don't know like what she was gonna think. I'm like, "Hey, honey, I'm taking off of work. I'm gonna go run this thing, and you yeah. go, you stay home and watch the toddler." Sure. Um, but it was just this great experience. I mean, you, you've got this whole, like, you know, machine there. There's, there's, I mean, MTV was casting for stuff when they were there, and you have got all these sponsors. Um, oh, you did this year? You did yeah, the recent one? Yeah, I did oh, it. Huh? Yeah. So I started, there was 110 guys that entered the elite category, and I think 85 finished. So I'm not sure what happened to those other guys. <laughs>
1: we have um I still got guys from the neighborhood they just bury the bodies
0: yeah yeah that's that's what I figured happened yeah but yeah man it, it, it was a great experience and my business partner already signed up for another one and whatever you, know, you
1: need or your audience needs just send me an email joe at spartan.com I'll hook you up no problem yeah, I mean
0: yeah it, it was cool I mean I, it was a great great experience and, and you know, it's it's one of those things when you compete against somebody normally, especially as a kid like your high school, college, Like yeah. they're supposed to be enemies. But these guys, these guys that kick the crap out of it, me or vice um, versa.
1: camaraderie and competition yeah. at the same time, yeah. right?
0: So, what sets you guys apart from all these, like these tough mutters and all, all this other stuff? I mean, because when you when you type in obstacle course racing or adventure, like you guys pop up number one, and it seems like you you have taken that slot as number one. So, what's what makes you guys the future of you know obstacle course or adventure you racing know, versus somebody very else? Early
1: on, I just said this has got to be a sport. Uh-huh. I'm going to be involved in it. It's going to be a sport. We're going to time you. We're going to rank you. We're going to have officiating gonna hold you accountable that's really the difference yeah and that's a hard thing to sell you know if I was selling cotton candy and cookies it's an easier thing to sell but mm-hmm. I'm selling discipline and hard work and commitment I mean you think about what you just described that's right. a hard thing to sell <laughs> yeah, it was, but, it was tough. but it's powerful yeah powerful
0: and, and, and you really can't because I had no idea what to expect uh, I don't even think I've done a 5k in my entire life I'm like I'm gonna go Run about around a loop in the city and finish a five I I don't want to do that shit. Like, you oh. know, I mean, let me, you know, put you on some skates. Smart. Let me, let me knock some people over. So I, c I kinda do that now. I, I, can't. I mean, hell, I remember getting in a fight in men's league hockey and I broke a guy's nose. And there was one person in the stands, It was right. my wife, and she texted me afterwards, She's like, "What the hell?" And i like, I wasn't trying to fight, but this guy started swinging on me, and then you know, I get yeah. kicked out for multiple games. You're not supposed to fight in men's league, but like, I, I, I wanted, you know, that. Competitive, sure. you know, aspect. So, um, that definitely got it. And then, just you know, there, you've got all these different age groups. and There's Spartan kids, and that's that's really cool. So, I can see my you know getting my son involved in that too. Oh, son, uh, he'll be two end of February. He's ready. So he's ready to go. He's ready to go <laughs> at two. I mean, come
1: on, he should already be yeah. doing burpees. I mean,
0: he should. He's he's the average size of a three-year-old at, at not that's even two. He's huge. Yeah, he, he, he's a giant. I I don't even have him on anything. I don't, Your I don't... wife's
1: Greek. He could be Spartan.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he could be. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. We were in Greece a few years ago, and we had to drive through Sparta, and nice. you know, like. And then her her you know parents are just gonna you know, tell me about the the lineage and everything around there so it was, it was really interesting seeing that you guys run a uh, a race in we, Sparta we, too We run
1: a race we, I actually bought some land in Sparta we live yeah so um you gotta come you got to get your wife you got to come back to Sparta yeah that, that's something you should definitely do especially since she's Greek
0: yeah we'll be we, we usually go every summer uh, her parents have a place you know close to Corinth so yeah that's November. 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 Oh, okay. Sparta. <laughs> Sparta. Yeah. What was he gonna say? Aroo That's right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even that. Like, even the the guy that's starting everything and then, like high fiving. Uh, it, it was really cool to see. Now uh, You've traveled all over the world. You know, what advice would you give uh, for people that are that are struggling right now? Because, like, as you said, you. Uh, struggling with fitness? I think I think struggling with fitness and struggling in life because you, you have lots
1: of, I mean, if yeah, anybody so goes I, to your Instagram
0: account, you've got a lot of advice to people and not just people that are following Spartan.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest the biggest thing people struggle with is uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. And, and that affects every aspect of your life. And so motivation is not something that you just snap your fingers and you get, you know, lightning bolt doesn't hit you every day. Right. You struggle with it. I struggle. We all struggle with it. Right. But um, but what I do is I, I gain momentum, right? I start in the morning with uh, a little workout. And then it leads to a cold shower. And then it leads to heading to work. And, and you just start to stack on top these little accomplishments that start early in the morning. And then from that, you feel this momentum. And before you know it, you become motivated. Yeah. So don't, don't, expect, don't sit around... Or lay in bed and expect that, you know, you're going to get this doorbell to ring. Somebody's going to show up and be your, like, coach or motivate. No. You just start with little things, little accomplishments, and then that, they build on each other. And uh, you just keep moving forward from there. <laughs>
0: So is your workout every single day? Is it? I mean, you've got these twenty-three exercises that you do, which I actually did. I need to work on my handstand push-ups, by the way. Uh, that internal rotation on this messed-up yeah. shoulder wasn't good. But I mean, is your workout just that, or are you running races yourself?
1: I do races. I don't compete uh-huh. in them. I usually carry something heavy, yeah. um, to to typically a um, kettlebell or a sandbag or something. Um, but I try to do a bunch of. A bunch of our races because I got to get out there anyway and make sure our product is consistent and yeah. shake hands with all uh, the customers, um, and then I'll I'll go do a fifty mile run here and there or, or something big just to keep me yeah. motivated because we all need that we need right. we need something on the calendar that's gonna that's gonna keep us aligned. So uh, your are my, 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 my exercise those those twenty three they're religious yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did I did, I did all twenty three. Most of them I was good at there was a weird stretching one that was I don't know who'd you the get bridge? That? Yeah, uh that that was that was better than the one you got from Connor McGregor. That's tough. Uh, Isn't that, that tough? That was uh. I was like, oh, it's like I can do this cause uh. I I'm freakishly flexible for a uh. uh, six foot three dude. But that that one was a little tough. Um uh. yeah, check out Joe's Instagram. Um was a real Joe DeSena. That was uh pretty interesting to do. And I, I tell you what, I only did like five reps of each because I just wanted to see if I could do it, but yeah. it, it really did get the blood flowing. And yeah. What, what's the, so you do that every single morning. What what do you eat? I mean, are, are you vegan? I try to
1: eat mostly plant-based. Okay. Um, I just, the, the other day, a Sunday, my son, and he's mostly plant-based, my older son, and he, uh, we were at Whole Foods and he's like, I want to get a steak. And so, you know, I believe that the mind, the body is connected and if there's a reason why he's asking for it it must Maybe he's low in something and he right. wants it, so and he and I said go get one, and he bought two. And I didn't really want it, mm-hmm. but because my son and I have never, right. so I ate some steak with him. But but by and large, I am, I am vegan, okay, um, plant based, and it's because that was something my mom was pushing. And then I became friends with a guy named uh, Colin Campbell, Dr. Colin Campbell out of Cornell, who wrote a book called The China Study. Okay, yeah, and, um, familiar. And so I'm am a believer in that science. That that uh, if you want to look, if you want to be the biggest guy in the cemetery, you probably should eat a lot of protein. This is the thesis: sure. a lot of protein, a lot of uh, animal protein. But but if you want to live long, if you want to outlive your competition, it's plant based lifestyle.
0: Uh, uh, living longer is probably a good thing. Where do you see the future uh, of fitness heading, and as well as Spartan?
1: I think. Um, I think you're going to see, I mean, there's 50,000 events now around the world from 10Ks, turkey trots, bike races, et cetera. And I, I think we're going to live in a world where there are lots of um, events and all kinds. And, they, and they've probably got to be um, like Spartan in the sense that they're, they're, they're fun. They're mm-hmm. grueling, but they're fun. Right. Not boring. Yeah. Um, running a marathon is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. And, and the reason I, I think fitness and, and our world needs it is, is like what I said before, it's hard for human beings, for most of us. You might be able to do this. I can do this. I don't necessarily need an event on the calendar. Mm. I like when there's an event on the calendar because it takes my game up. You described it. You said you started running to work, you started running home. You wouldn't have done that if you didn't have Spartan on the calendar.
0: Nope. No right? way. I'm getting in my car and I'm parking right in front of the gym. Exactly. Uh-huh. So,
1: so, um, so I think we need... The, the Future of Fitness needs uh, events on the calendar, whatever kind of events they are that inspire folks. Uh, plus, with everybody uh, looking down at their phones and their computers, they're not even communicating with people anymore. Right. What you saw at Spartan, you, you tell me if, if I'm wrong, uh, people communicate with each other.
0: Yeah no, I, yeah, no. I tell you, what, it's it's funny because I, I had this waterproof fanny pack, which is not waterproof, by the way. Uh And then I wrapped my phone in like a, I don't know it's like a baggie or something because I wanted to get out and like take pictures and call my wife. And because I didn't know, like, I mean, you have bag check too, but I, just, I didn't know at the time because I didn't look anything up. Uh, and, and then my phone was okay, you know. But then I pulled it out afterwards and I was taking pictures and baton, but talking to people like. Every single person, yeah, after the finish line, even from the sponsors that you know are probably paying a good amount of money, to be right at the end of the finish line, like yeah. they, they were even like, excited to see people finish. And like I said, I finished 35th, so but the guy that finished 85th, you know, they were still excited for it. So it was really good to very, see.
1: It's a very uh, amazing uh, community, mm-hmm. and, and uh, people get to connect with one another. Yeah, right.
0: yeah, it was cool. Now, if you go back to 1972. Uh, yeah. And your and your mom walking in that shop and bringing you know the the yogi in. What would you tell yourself now?
1: What would I tell myself? I would tell myself, listen to mom, <laughs> because I could have avoided I could have avoided all that eggplant parmesan, uh, uh, all those uh, all that stuff I did in in the wrong direction. Uh, she had it right all along. I mean, she. By the way, I mean, think about all the money I could have made too. I mean, I could have been selling incense back in the seventies, and and uh, anything that's like uh, I could have start I could have been the one publishing Yoga Journal. Right yeah, now.
0: yeah, yeah. You'd just be standing on your head, exactly, ma- making money. You you'd be all set. Bikram, who? Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: Um, all right, man. Well, uh, any
0: other um, life advice you have for anyone listening? Or... Um,
1: check out if you can. Give us a, a little plug here at yep. uh, Decca. Is a new event we're, okay. we're launching. We're launching in Denver. Lo- love to have you out yeah. there, um, January thirty first in Denver. We're gonna do a big dinner. It'll be uh, basically a bunch of influencers, people like yourself, yeah. uh, generals from the Air Force, uh, and folks all coming together. This is an indoor event. It's a brand new brand for Spartan. Okay, there are ten stations. It's based on the Greek uh, word and know, decathlon, DECA, D-E-K-A, um, and, and you run 500 meters indoors. Uh, We've got got a, a 100,000 square foot facility. Uh, we rent it for two days. Uh, 500 meters, station one. 500 meters, station two. 500 meters, station three. So it'll kick your ass, be in and out of there in an hour. You're not going to be um, getting the same experience you got at Spartan right. because you're in the cold water, you're... You were dying out there. Yeah. It was raining. You're not going to get any of that, but it'll kick your ass. So, um, So it's going to appeal to a lot of gym rats. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm, our goal is to change 100 million lives, so uh, I'm going to come to where you are. You don't have to come to where I okay. am.
0: Okay. That, that, how many lives have you changed so far?
1: Uh, I got seven down. We got 93 to go. But I just got a note from God, and he said, I got a free pass to heaven.
0: Wow. Good for uh, yeah. me. Man, man, God, yeah. oh, God man. doesn't, God, he hasn't spoken to me in a well, while. What you, the Once hell?
1: you change 7 million lives, you automatically <laughs> in. All uh,
0: right, Joe, where can people find you?
1: Um, email joe at spartan.com, mm-hmm. spartan.com. We got Spartan Up Podcast. Um, I, Real Joe DeSena's Instagram. I don't, yep. I don't know. You'll find me somewhere. Okay. Yeah, if, find if, me if, in a booth. If, find me in a booth.
0: Uh, Spartan Fit book. We have Spartan, Spartan Up as well.
1: Spartan Up, Spartan Fit, Spartan. Uh, Spartan. What, what's the latest? Just one? type in Joe
0: Spartan. I'm, I'm, no, I'm. I
1: got three. What are you talking about? I got three books. I got my buddy here. We got, you didn't even know I have a third book. Spartan Up, he's fired. Spartan Fit, and The Spartan Way. Yes. And now we got a fourth one coming about parenting.
0: Oh, there you go. You didn't
1: even know that was happening. And then i got a fifth one I'm already working on.
0: Look, look, at? look at See, a New York Times bestseller right here, man.
1: That's
0: right. Uh, Joe, thanks for coming in. I'm Joey Thurman. This is another episode of the Fat or Future Podcast. Don't be a fatty. That's right. F-A-D-D-Y. Be a part of the future. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, hey, you man. That, Appreciate that it. awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow on social at Fat or Future Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Thurman Fit. Don't be a fatty merchandise is available. Hoodies, hats, t-shirts, and beanies that can be found at fatterfuture.com. Every Thursday we have a new episode, so make sure to keep it locked. Every Thursday, Fat or Future coming back at you.